elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Get yeeted, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to An Elegant Web at episode 358. My name is J.J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi J. And as always, it is so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies here with us in the Smoking Pod studio atop beautiful Hamilton Mountain. Excuse me? Yes, yes, sir. Why do you have so many nicknames? Um, I don't know. You have just as many. Ladies and gentlemen, sitting beside me, the little one, the bean. A.K.A. Laser Dex, A.K.A. Padawan Ross, A.K.A. Jedi Junior, ladies and gentlemen, my son Declan is joining us this week on the show. So why did you say babies? Like babies? Yeah. Um, I guess that's from. Uh... I think all of these people are mature adults. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are at least adults. Um, I don't think a baby so the has the maturity may be questionable on a few of them. Um, that comes from an old movie, son. It's a movie called Swingers. You know John Favreau. You know no. who John Favreau is the guy who, uh, you know, Happy, from the yeah from the Iron Man movies, right? His like bodyguard driver guy, Happy. Uh, yeah. You know that guy. He also uh, makes the Mandalorian. John Favreau, he directed Iron Man. You know who I'm talking about. He made, okay, well, either way, he's the guy in the Spider-Man movies, like Iron Man's, like, helper who's helping out Spider-Man. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. Yeah, that guy. He also directed Iron Man and The Mandalorian. Well, he didn't direct all The Mandalorian, but he's the showrunner. Okay? Okay. So he made a movie years ago. It was, like, his first movie. It was called Swingers. Okay, and it was about a bunch of cool guys in Los Angeles back in the 90s. And that was like one of the one guy's phrases. They called each other like baby. Like, you're beautiful, baby. You're money. You don't even know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of comes from there. Because the people who listen to this show, buddy, are the coolest. And I cannot thank them enough for tuning in every week. How are you doing these days, son? Good. Good. You're doing a lot of drawing these days, aren't you? Yeah. Is it exciting? Yes. Um, you got a new iPad for Christmas. Yes. And you got Procreate. Yes. So you're going crazy with your new Apple Pen? Yes. Do you love it? Why don't you give a little review of Procreate and your Apple Pen and how it's been to use? It's been pretty good. Uh, there's no difficulties. There's nothing bad about it. So you just find it? Easy to use. Yes. Even for a nine-year-old such yes. as yourself. Because a lot of the pros use the same thing, you know? That's why it's called Procreate. Oh, I guess, I suppose it is. You've got me on that one. Um, you've had a great year. you got a lot of cool stuff for Christmas a lot as far as art supplies and mediums, yeah? Mm-hmm. And you've been taking advantage at learning all. You had a little charcoal phase there. You were doing a lot of charcoal drawing, right? Mm-hmm. You enjoy that? Now I'm on Copics, so. Now you're on Copics, that's true. you got a whole bunch of Copics, and how are you finding those? They are amazing for blending. Yeah, yeah. And they're super good just in general. Just in general? Yeah. We'll see how super good they are when we got to fill up all those damn things again. Well, you ha- you ha- well, as soon as you're done, you have to buy something to refill it. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Oh, I know the process. You know, at least you're not playing hockey. 
because that's expensive. I'd rather be having to refill your markers than having to buy you new hockey pads, to be honest. So thank you, son. It's also very thank good. Thank you for being an artist. It's <laughs> also very good for Death Note drawings. You're on a big Death Note kick these days. Yes. Um, why don't you tell the people about the new Death Note news for all of you out there into the Death Note? Well, um, in 2020, I don't know the date, but there's going to be a new like um, manga thing of Death Note. And that's very exciting. So there's, what was first, the movie or the manga book? It was, uh, the first was the TV show in 2006 and seven. Okay, and then... And then there were a couple mangas. And then the movie? Well, the movie... Is there a movie? The, there's, a, there's a really accurate movie that came out in 2006 and seven. That's Japanese. That's super accurate. But then in 2017... Netflix tried it, and Ryuk was good, in my opinion, but everyone else, they instead of, um, um, so Light Yagami, um, first of all, Light Yagami's name isn't even Light Yagami in the movie, and also he looks nothing like him, he doesn't act like him in the TV show, he's the super smart dude, and then in the movie, he's just, he's just like, he's all scared, and he's a wimp. Right on. So that's that's interesting. So even as a nine-year-old, you don't like it when they mess with the source material too much, eh? You liked it to be how it was originally created. Yeah. Yeah. Do you enjoy reboots nowadays? Like you see, you're you're nine now, and you're seeing all this stuff they're remaking, right? From when I was your age, and you, you know, I often show you the old versions of these things, and you see how much they've improved. So does that affect? How you feel about them remaking stuff that you like from now? Well, I, I'm okay with them re- remaking them of like a new, like type of thing. But it's still like if the Jason reboot, if you look at that, at that it's like a totally different concept. But at the end, st- same backstory. It's still Jason. But what's like, the, what's the new concept? Um, well, he like kills people with traps now. Instead of, like, killing people with machete, he runs now. Really? Yeah, and instead of just killing them right away, he, he makes them suffer. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And that's the new one. That was the remake. What year did that come out? 2009. 2009? It's been that long since they did the remake? Yep. What year was Freddy vs. Jason? 2003. 2003. Cool. So we've gotten, so you, would you recommend, which of the Death Notes would you recommend people start with? Well, first, they have to see the TV show, but, like, they should, well, like, the Japanese version, it's, there's only, there's mostly only copies that are Japanese. Okay. But, like, the new Netflix version, you can watch it, but, like, um, it's not that close to the main story. And what is the main story? Lay out for the people, what is Death Note okay, about? so... Light Yagami was a college student who was the most smartest kid in his class. Then when he was walking one day, the Death Note dropped. And it was Ryuk's because he dropped in the human... What do you um, mean it dropped? He, so there's a Shimigami realm. And all the Shimigami, like, um, they have nothing really to do. It's all just nothingness there. And mostly just play cards or something. And there's, like, these creatures. Ryuk is always bored. So, and they have these things called death notes. And they kill humans to live longer. So if they kill humans, um, that lifespan of the human will, ter- will um, 
also be that re, um, Shimigami's lifespan. Oh. So they kill humans to have more life. And then Ry- Ryuk was bored, so he just dropped it in the human's realm. And as soon as the Death Note touches the ground, it um, comes to the property of the human world. And, um, yeah, and then Ryogami obviously picked it up. He thought it was a joke. He tested it. It was real. He met the Shimigami, and, yeah. And then there's this brilliant detective, L. Um, we don't even know his first name. He right, didn't right. show his face for most of the um, like TV show, but then we finally saw it. He has all of his other, fr- um, all of his other like police officers also. Light Yagami is um, also gets all this information because his dad is the chief of the police, so he just has right on. Test. All right, well there you go. Yeah. Um. It is like a horror genre thing, though, right? It's, it's not really horror. Because I'm that kind of dad, I guess. Yeah. Letting his nine-year-old watch well, ridiculous horror anime. That's not kind of like Stranger <laughs> Things. Oh, it's on that level. Yeah, it's you don't see anything bleed. And anyways, I only at that like last episode you saw him bleeding. It's just that because they found out we used Kara. Now, speaking of Stranger Things, uh, have you heard any new rumors? Because I know you're paying attention to the YouTube news on Stranger Things Season 4, right? Or did we just have 4? Is this going to be 4? No. 4 is the one they're working on now, yeah. right? Yeah. They had the teaser like two weeks after Season 3 came Well, he out. put a, the Duffer Brothers, didn't they put a picture up with that script? And what did it say? I don't the Hellfire Club. Yeah. Remember I told you about that? And then I explained to you that that's actually an old X-Men thing. The Hellfire Club? Yep. So maybe they'll involve comics a bit now that they're a little older? I don't know. But it's going to be interesting because a few of them left Hawkins, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't know where Hopper's at. I'm looking forward to it. Are you excited for a season four? Yes. And my um, the most exciting thing for me is that Demogorgon's back. And right on. my favorite character in all of Stranger Things is the Demogorgon. You do enjoy yourself a good Demogorgon, son. You've drawn it multiple times over the over the past while. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. So we together, you and I, yeah, we recently watched something. Uh, we we had an experience that we shared together. A Crisis on Infinite Earths. A Crisis on Infinite Earths experience. Um, give me your impressions, firstly, overall of the entire event and how much you enjoyed it. It was crazy. Lots of things happened at once. Lots of, like, there was lots of, there was a whole, like, big crossover. Lots of big crossovers. <laughs> there was big happened. crossovers, yes. Yeah, and, yeah. like, the whole thing was just, like, kind of confusing. Well, it's got to be hard at your age. I haven't even, like, caught up on any of, like, the TV. Well, this is true. You don't watch those shows. You occasionally have watched The Flash with me um, and a couple Supergirls, but you don't sit down regularly and watch any of the CW shows, where I, on the other hand, have seen every episode of every one of those shows involved, and, you know, I kind of knew what was going on. Um... What was confusing about it for you? Like, everyone, like, was, like, like there was, like, Spectre or whatever. And that kind of came out of nowhere. They did have to throw a lot in and there. And as soon as, um, spoilers, by the way. Of course. Uh, as soon as, like, Arrow, he, um, Oliver Queen, as soon as he came back, 
the guy just popped up and then he had to go again. He's like, he came back, the other guy just came in, he's like, it's your turn now, and then he had to go. Yeah, that's true. He kind of came out of nowhere, popped out of the woods behind a tree, and was like, you're the specter now, and do your thing, right? No, we don't, like, he, he does, like, he had, like, two lines before he had to go. <laughs> he's, he, like, just said, hello, hello, and then he had to go. Yeah. And so he turned into this whole, like, now, powerful l- let thing. me ask you something. When you were a kid... Well, I am a kid. Well, when you were a smaller kid. Yeah. Did you, when do you remember, do you, and do you remember when you learned of the difference between DC and Marvel? Uh-huh. When was that? Like, um, when I was five or four. Really? Um, can you say what you prefer? Are you a bigger DC fan or a Marvel fan, or are you just a big fan of both? What do you think, Marvel? Oh, yeah? <laughs> Is that just because you were raised that way and because of the movies? What makes it that way for you? Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Is that it? Yep. He's Sp- the man? Spider-Man. Spider-Man's the man. Yeah? <laughs> you don't see the boy's hands raised in the air right now. See, see, I, I grew up a DC kid. And you may not remember, but all of... Well, actually, it was a little different for you because of the movies and the Marvel stuff, but... Uh, most kids, it's easy to get into DC early because it's kind of more kid friendly. Would you agree? At least DC more kid friendly. As far Do you as see how dark it is. <laughs> yeah, that's just the movies. But I'm talking like the toys and stuff, like Imagine X and all that. Do you ever remember a difference? I guess by the time you were born, Iron Man had came out, so there was like Iron Man, Imagine X, and all that stuff too, right? Yeah. You probably don't remember a world without it. But when I was young, back in the 80s and 70s. Um, that your first introduction was, you know, admittedly also Spider Man, but the top guys you just had like your super friends, right? Mm-hmm. Which is something that popped up during the crisis, the crisis crossover a lot was uh, super friend moments. But that's kind of what my first exposure was. So that's why I'm very nostalgic about it, and the DC characters mean a lot to me because uh, they they just go the furthest back. As far as super friends being my first real superhero exposure, that cartoon you've seen. I've shown you that old Super Friends cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think like of that? The first superhero I ever like started to know was Batman. Well, yeah, I probably shoved Batman down your throat a little, but I remember you being big into Iron Man. Yeah. Well, that's when I like two like days after I knew Batman, you I I realized that um, Iron Man was a thing. <laughs> two days after, you remember that moment, that yes, realization? I, like, <laughs> I, I remember. <laughs> I also remember when, I, when we were taking a walk and I like fell head first onto the thing. That's a big memory for you. That hurts. <laughs> I know it hurts. But it seems to be your most traumatic childhood event was that time you were walking down the sidewalk and tripped as a small baby. And, you know, nothing was broken. You just scraped up your face a little. A little? Well, it was, yeah. But, I mean, again, it wasn't. It wasn't that it felt bad. Like P- I'm sure it was scary. I'm it sure it was very scary for you. It felt like uh, I was peeing out a watermelon. That's that's how painful it was. Peeing out is that your pain, you know, scale? Is that how you're trying to peeing out the watermelon? Do you know what it feels like to pee out a watermelon? No, but let's hope you don't get older and get kidney stones someday, and then realize not that I have. I I have no idea what it's like to pee out a watermelon or a kidney stone. But let's hope that neither of us ever have to cross that bridge, shall we? All right, we're getting too far off crisis here. Yeah. Um, overall, you did have fun, though. Was it very fun? 
Well, yeah. Yeah? Do you, do you have a favorite moment that you remember? Favorite moment? Probably when Lucifer showed up. That's right. Now, we'd been talking for a while while it was getting ready because I was really excited. And you kept asking me. You kept saying that Lucifer might be in there. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if we can count on that. And then... I, I, I soon knowed when it showed World 666, because that's the devil's number. And then it said Los Angeles. Then it showed the Lucifer building. So like Right, but, but much earlier on, before we even started watching any of the episodes, and then pictures came out that uh, Tom Ellis was in Vancouver. And for some reason, for me, they were convincing enough that I didn't think he was going to be in it. I really, no one, I don't think, expected how far they were going to go with this crossover and the cameos and the surprises because they like, really threw a lot of things that we had cemented as ideas in our heads, you know, upside like, down, right? Since all the worlds, like, since all the world, remember, like, when all the worlds, like, got, like, deleted, mm-hmm. that means Chloe got deleted, like, Linda got deleted, and now since all the worlds emerged, Lucifer lives in a world... Well, knowing Supergirl. Not necessarily. Because like, not all the worlds got merged. Remember, they showed that there's still other ones. There's still a multiverse. Uh-huh. So he's probably still on his own Earth. Just the coincidentally enough, you know, it, it works out nicely that all our main shows, all the main yeah. heroes yeah. are now on Earth Prime. But there are still other multiple Earths. So I don't think Lucifer is now on Earth Prime. I think he's still on probably Earth 666, right? But, like, the thing is... Now, hold on a second. Hold on. We don't want to get too far off that. Is Do you remember how surprised I was that they actually did it? Yeah. And I remember sitting here with you, and I couldn't believe that, you know, they actually did it. And, yes, that was the first super exciting moment for both of us. But I just want to also uh, state from the beginning... The very first moment seeing that guy, and I know you didn't understand this because I don't think you've you've watched Batman 1989 like maybe once, like a couple years ago, right? Uh-huh. But that first guy sitting on the bench, Alexander Knox, and he's reading the newspaper, uh-huh. and he says, I hope you're out there, big guy. Right from that very, very moment, I was blown away with even that cameo that ended up being one of the smaller cameos of the entire thing, right? Uh-huh. So that was absolutely insane, and that set up a standard that they yeah, just kept knocking out of the park, right? You know how, like, all the worlds got destroyed? Yeah. What about heaven and hell? Well, heaven and hell aren't Earths, right? They're in, in the Lucifer world. They're kind of other dimensions, right? Yeah. So I think they're safe because, remember, they were. it's kind of like the speed force, right? Yeah. Because even though all the multiverse was destroyed, they were all able to exist still within the speed force, right? Uh-huh. So heaven and hell is probably the same kind of idea. You could be in either or, you know, just like they were in the Speed Force, right? Yep. Yeah. So. Well, so how like Lucifer did does go back to hell? So like. Right. Do you know when the next season of Lucifer is coming? Nope. They just cast God. What? Yeah, they cast uh, someone to play God, and I can't remember who. Because remember, God was on the series before. They had the one guy, but then he ended up just being kind of crazy. What do you mean? Do you remember the guy who played their dad? He played God, the guy with the beard. No, no, and Lucifer, you didn't see God or, or you, heaven. There's one episode where the guy with the beard thinks that he's God. Remember? And he's got a beard. No. 
Yeah, there's one episode. I'm surprised you don't remember. But we'll, I digress. We shall move on. <clears throat> so um, a lot of the cameos you probably didn't understand, right? Because they were from older shows and stuff. So, you know, talk to me about how, you know, what did you think of the story itself? Um, it was a good story. Did you understand it basically through the five episodes, though? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Did you think it was funny? No, no. I thought there was a lot of fun. How about fun? There was a lot of fun moments. Yeah, yeah. If like Lucifer's in it, then that means like basically like Stranger Things could even be a world now. Why? They're not DC. The reason that Lucifer is in it yeah. is because the Lucifer comic book yeah. was a, a Vertigo comic book. And Vertigo was part of DC. It was owned by DC. So technically, Lucifer is a DC character. That's why he was in the crossover, because he's technically a DC comic book. Mm. Did you not know that? No. Yeah. Yeah. Do they still sell those comic books? They still sell the old ones of those comic books, but I do not believe they are still making Lucifer, but don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but they, yes, they, you know, we could find all the old Lucifer comics for you if you're interested and find out if they're appropriate, even though I'm that kind of dad, so it probably don't matter too much. <laughs> but there you go. Um... How would you compare this crossover to Avengers Endgame? Well, like, Avengers Endgame had, like, Iron Man and it had all that stuff. But, like, in this crossover, it only had, like, the, like, Supergirl. And, like, but, yeah, it did have Superman, but it didn't have, like, Batman. It, it had three Supermen. And it did have a Batman, right. remember, when Kevin Conroy was the old, mean, nasty Batman in the exosuit? Yeah, but, like, there wasn't any, like, Batman fighting. No, there wasn't any Batman fighting. That's what really matters. Are you looking forward to the Robert Pattinson Batman movie, the new trilogy that's coming? You mean the Matt Reeves thing? Yeah. Um, yes. I'm really looking forward to it, because they're going to concentrate on his detective skills. Yeah, also, there's there's been this theory going around of people saying, could Batman solve the Kira case? What's the Kira case? Death Note. Oh, (laughs) really? People are saying, so so many YouTube videos keep on popping up as saying, could Batman solve Death Note? Well, he probably could. He's the world's greatest detective, right? He's a psychotic genius. In that universe, L is the most great. So it's like if L was never a thing and it was just Batman. So like, that would kind of be weird. Like Batman in the same universe as Death Note. Well, yeah, that might be kind of weird. Then if, and then that means if Batman touched the Death Note, he would see a shimmy. Okay, he would figure out a way around it, man. It's Batman. I've raised you to know better, right? Right? Yeah. Is there any situation that Batman can't get out of? Yes. Where, okay, maybe I haven't raised you right. <laughs> what kind of situation do you think Batman couldn't get out of? Something so crazy that it's insane. Like what? I but mean, I he gets at, like, who's crazier and more insane than the Joker, and he's constantly defeats the Joker? More, more crazy and insane? Probably, like, Yagami, too, in Death Note. Wow. Do you know how wow, insane you he is? kids and Do you know wacky how insane nerds? he is? No, I don't he know. I don't know Death Note. Think, he, just, just for a test, he was killing people. For a test. 
Right, and Joker kills people just for fun. Just for the heck of it. Someday you'll see the psychoticness of it. I know you really want to watch the Joker movie that's come out, but I'm not, even even though I'm that kind of father, I'm not that kind of father. I don't think we're quite there yet. I, I'll let you watch all the but all the insanely grotesque '80s horror movies that you want to watch. But when it comes to things like Joker, I don't. I just there's a few things so I don't like quite the thing want is, in, in your the Matt head Reeves yet. Batman video in the um, Matt Reeves Batman like films. The one of the like main villains in that was announced to be the Riddler. Riddler. They're using all of them. They got the Riddler. They've got Penguin. They've got Catwoman. Um, who else was in there? Um, I feel like they've got even more announced than that. But either way, that's you know they're using the whole rogues gallery. But I want to be a film with like um the new Joker, with this Batman. You want that, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna be like the Dark Knight, but with like new cast. I don't know. We'll see what's gonna happen. I mean, okay. The most important part of the entire crisis, you know, we had all these insane crossovers with all the movies and all the old movies and all the new movies and all the shows. Nobody expected Ezra Miller to show up. Who's that? The Flash from the movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about that scene? It was crazy. Yeah? Isn't it? it I, I don't know if you understand the impact of crossing over a television and TV universe like that. Um, you know, Marvel had TV shows, but no one ever really crossed over from the movies except for Agent Coulson, right? Going from the movies to, to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? But to do something like they did, having Ezra Miller show up and basically join all these universes into the beautiful multiverse, this basically fixes any issues that DC could ever have by making their universe infinite. Do you understand that? Yeah. So now it's just a free-for-all, right? Isn't that an exciting thing? Yeah. Yeah. So now DC kind of owns the multiverse thing, right? So... Do you think it'll be hard for Marvel to ever try and do a multiverse of their own? Well, like, since, like, now there's Infinity Stones and everything, like... Well, they're gone, though, right? They are gone, but, like... Um, and, like, yeah, like, it's insane. Like, What are you most excited to see coming from Marvel in their next phase? Well, like, so Sony put up, finally put up a price for Spider-Man... And it's insane. It's five to ten billion dollars just for Spider-Man, and that's more than they paid for the whole entire of Marvel. Hold on, <laughs> wait a minute. What do you mean a price for Spider-Man? So if Disney were to own the rights to Spider-Man, are they? Did you read something that they're thinking about selling Spider-Man back? Not like. There's no, stuff, that can't for happen. Any, for anyone to buy Spider-Man, it's like five or like ten billion dollars. I ten that's, billion dollars, maybe. Yeah. That that's like that's that's more than. Well, Dis- you know how much Disney paid for Star Wars? Um, the, um, um not as much as ten. No, billion. it was like four point six or something. And that's like the same they paid for Marvel. So it's like Spider-Man is. Spider-Man's an epic character, buddy. You're going to always be able to make Spider-Man movies, right? He's so hugely and also, profitable. And want to know what's weird? Apple wants Spider-Man now. 
Where, where are you hearing all this? Apple. I guess like, they're watching the videos that you're watching. Where are you hearing all this nonsense? It's all happening. Like, Apple. They, like, the people who make iPhones. I know who Apple what? are. <laughs> Spy. So, if, like, if, like, they do, like, do the thing with Apple, then that means the rights to Spider-Man would, like, automatically go to Marvel. So, Marvel could either pay $10 billion or get Spider-Man for free. I don't know, buddy. We're going to have to see where all that comes from. I think you might have been watching uh, WeGotThisCovered.com. <laughs> and, yeah, and well, I, I, I recommend like, to you people out there not to indulge in that website. And stop new. sharing their nonsense posts on social media. They're just nonsense. What? Like, this is all very new. It could be. It has to be, if I haven't heard of it yet. But I know you've been more on top of your YouTube this weekend than I have. Uh, you've been playing some Fortnite? Yeah. And you got the new ninja skin? Yeah. Uh, did you get the whole pack? The ninja pack? No, that would I would have to pay more money. Oh, and you're not willing to pay more money? Well, no. Is that not worth it for you? No. You just got the skin? Well, like there is more YouTuber skins coming, but I like Well, I'm proud of you for budgeting out your your V-Bucks properly so and not just throwing them at every little thing that comes along. There is another thing I want to buy, but not with like my Microsoft money with my actual money. On Amazon. And what's that? A replica of the Death Note. Oh, you want a replica of the Death Note? Right on. And you can we write can it. search that out. You no, didn't you also want to order the, uh, there's a brand new fish stick? Funko uh, Pop. Funko Pop coming out. To pre-order. Fortnite fish stick yeah, pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Do you have any other news, son, that you would like to pass on to these people? Um, not really. I don't. Well, let me just say. In closing, wait, 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 wait. what? Okay. Like, and also Marvel, like, since like Avengers Endgame was epic, but now they and like Black Widow's coming out. But like, what else is there to add? Well, buddy, we still. What do you mean? What else is there to add? What else? What else? Think about what else. What's the what's what are we waiting for? What have I been waiting for for years? I don't know. Oh, the mutants are coming, buddy. The mutant, that's not Marvel. Yeah, it is. What are you talking about? The X-Men? The X-Men is Mar- Oh, yeah. Remember? X-Men, Disney bought Fox. Yeah, but like... The X-Men are coming, son. Yeah, They're coming I- sooner than you think, yeah, as well as the Fantastic Four and a new Blade. Fantastic oh. Four is not... No. You're not, you're not digging it? I, I was never a big Fantastic Four. Four fan myself. It was kind of cheese to me in a way. You know, at least the way it was handled, but... Like Silver Surfer and all of that. Silver Surfer is pretty cool. He's the Herald of Galactus, you know. Like Galactus, like uh. Galactus, got, he could be the next big bad man. You know, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. Um, but overall, in closing, um, let me just say that uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths was amazing. It, it was fun. It was fantastic. It was, it was well crafted. It was far more intense, epic, and. Uh, insane than I ever expected it to be. Um, I did cry. I, I I at least welled up around the end there when we got our whole Super Friends moment and the Hall of Justice and everybody came together and they were all crying over Oliver. There's still two more episodes of Arrow to go. So I have a feeling that we're not done with Stephen Amell quite yet. I think he's going to have to at least show up once or twice for the final two episodes so we get to see what that's all about. But it's been a super fun year of uh, eight years 
of uh, of Arrow. And you know what else I started doing today, son? What? I started catching up on The Walking Dead Season 9. And uh, I'm actually kind of enjoying it. I think I just need to take a break. I think it was a little Walking Deaded out. Um, but I'm getting back into that. Uh, but Crisis, thank you. Thank you to everybody involved with creating such a magical thing that made me feel like a small child again. Um, every, you know, it ran the gamut of emotion and excitement. Uh, super cool. Super fun. Uh, we may have more conversation in the future where we get a little more in-depth about it uh, when Sam Noir returns. Um, you know where Sam is, buddy? Where? Sam is in Los Angeles, California. He went to Galaxy's Edge. What is that? That's the Star Wars theme park with the Millennium Falcon. And he also, uh, he went to a taping of Fat Man Beyond, one of the Kevin Smith podcasts. Even though Kevin Smith wasn't on the episode, he still got to go to the Scum and Villainy Cantina. So Sam Noir is going to return and tell us all about that. Um, guess what, buddy? I got a, uh, nominated for another award. Well, you told me that. I know. Well, thanks for your joy and excitement. That's wow. such exuberance. Oh I'm my feeling. gosh, wow. Well, either way, I would like to thank Sequential Magazine, uh, one of Canada's uh, coolest comic book news magazines. been nominated for Best Podcast. Uh, you can go online, you can go to my Facebook page, J.M. Clark, or you can go to an Elegant Weapons Facebook page. So and will a we get, if we get like more nominated, will we get money? I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't think about those things around Can here, we win an Oscar? I don't think we're in the right field for Oscars. Oscar. <laughs> Oscars are rigged. <laughs> they may very well be. Um, I'm not going to fight you on that. But either way, I'm very honored. And uh, I'm a pretty good fighter, so I recommend you don't. Okay, then I won't. Um, but let me get this out, buddy. Let me just thank the people at Sequential Magazine for nominating An Elegant Weapon for Best Podcast. Uh, may I also remind you that we were nominated by the Independent Creator Awards for uh, Best Indie Comic uh, Series Podcast, as well as myself, I was nominated for Best On-Air Personality. That's kind of nutty. Kind of nutty indeed. But either way, I super appreciate it. So if anybody wants to go out there, all those links are on our Facebook pages and our Twitters and our this and that. Um, son, thank you very much for joining me on this fun Sunday evening. Uh, I only a joined podcast. you because Max wasn't online. Oh, well. And, and I had nothing to do. That's great. So, like, I was free. Right. Well. I still would have done it anyways, but, like. Sure. Well, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. I, I really do. Your support means everything to me. <laughs> it's okay. And thank you for your in-depth review of Death Note. We appreciate that, son. Yes. You got anything else coming up you might be able to review for us in the future? Um. No? Nothing else coming up soon you're well, excited about? Yes, there's the new Death Note manga that I have to That's read. all you care about. It's all that matters right now is the Death Note. Did you endo enjoy Descendants 3? Yes. Yes? All right, maybe we'll talk about that another time. That's a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. And it was, it was the last movie Cameron Boyce was in, so it's kind of sad. That is kind of sad. Yeah, maybe we'll touch on that another time. But, uh, again, thank you for joining me, son. I appreciate it. Um, oh, yes. That is all we are going to have, kids, this week on An Elegant Weapon. Eat. Take it easy.